Welcome to John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass. John is the founder and CEO of Image Group International, an award-winning image consulting and personal branding pioneer established in 1989. This podcast will bring you old-school wisdom, inspiring ideas, strategies, and hacks for the new tech world. Here you will learn everything about personal branding, the system, the techniques, and the right mindset to have a successful personal brand, image, and reputation. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, and thank you for listening. Before we start our chat today, please remember to connect with me on social media. And my Twitter is John underline Michael. My LinkedIn is John Michael. And you can also find me as Image Group International on Facebook. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the art of negotiating. And specifically, to exemplify this topic, let's start off with an example. And this particular example is going to be about tennis. If you understand a little bit about tennis, you will agree that Nick Kyrgios and Rafael Nadal have different temperaments. And it's no secret that the Australian professional doesn't always play nice when uh, juxtaposed with the Spanish player. Of course, we've seen uh, many, many instances where things have really uh, broke out from the perspective of uh, arguments and hissing and all that sort of stuff. But it's important to remember this, not to misinterpret at times Kyrgios's chutzpah as just plain old boorish behavior. The Aussies negotiation tactics, you know, with umpires over the years have divided not only his birth nation, Australia, but also global opinion. So what I want to share with this example is the game of tennis has a lot of uh, what we would call is rules and regulations and protocols. And of course, if you look at the examples of a Rafael Nadal to a Nick Kyrgios, the two, other than personalities, they've got two different backgrounds. Kyrgios, you know, he understands respect. At times, he's not such a stickler for rules and regulations to the last degree, where Rafael is obviously different. And that's when the judgment comes in in reference to his style. But what I would say at times, and by the way, I have written and commented on Nick Kyrgios's behavior in the past, but what I'd like to say today is there's also an aspect, especially as he's getting older and maturing, is that he's got a lot of chutzpah. And if you haven't heard of the word chutzpah, it's a Yiddish word for what's known as shameless boldness, to state one's case, and at times, total disregard for others. And you've got to you know, look at that and say, you know what, that's really interesting. Because in my experience with negotiations, especially when you're talking about, you know, political, when you're talking about big business, that is something that I have seen many, many times over. Of course, you get the niceties from an external image point of view, but what really people think and do behind the scenes is totally different to the public image. And it often carries this concept, you know, of chutzpah at times, an undesirable connotation, but it need not be that. For instance, in business circles, chutzpah denotes a boldness that borders on, at times, rudeness and ultimately wins others' admiration. Remember, it's only rude if you lose, you know, and this is the interesting thing. A lot of the big deals that are actually won was not seen as rude, but it was actually seen as chutzpah and, of course, great 
boldness to achieve that type of success. so it's really a paradox here and understanding that paradox is where wisdom comes in as opposed to skills and knowledge. yes, can you imagine the audacity of that? at times you know you won the deal, you were rude but hey you know uh, how dare you? well <laughs> i mean life is a bit like that you know because it's the winners that get to write the stories and the nerve to put someone's points across a negotiation table without offending others of course is a desirable attribute. however if that's your primary goal to be nice then that's not negotiating from a real world perspective you know if you and this is very very important because uh, of course who doesn't want to be nice at times right you want to be accepted you want to be liked and you want to be appreciated but at the same time uh, if that's your primary goal and i know a lot of clients i've met over the years at times that was one of their uh, what i would call stumbling blocks in reference to the negotiation then that could be a serious problem for you so moderation is the key no question but yes at the expense that you become shark bait no i don't think so so the thing here is a negotiation depending how high you go and i'm not talking about you know negotiating at a flea market although that's part of negotiations but it could be negotiating for your next position it could be negotiating for your next role it could be negotiating for your housing loan it could be negotiating for a business a product that you want to obviously buy or create etc it could be anything could be negotiating by the way with your children although of course we want to keep that as authentic as possible yes authenticity does that come into negotiation of course it comes in into everything but just being authentic doesn't mean being stupid and authentic doesn't mean becoming shark bait and this is the key here because you know the only people that can afford to have no wisdom are the people with all the power right so if you haven't got a lot of power you better get wise this is knowledge is not going to do it by itself so while the art of negotiating in the entrepreneurial landscape is more intense the basic principles of having a game plan are also critical uh, to coming away from a successful negotiation in any situation uh, but the entrepreneurial landscape that I keep on banging on about is very, very different. Why? Because entrepreneurs by nature are creators, innovators, etc. They have to get up every morning and create. You know why? Because that's how they pay their bills. That's how they pay their team members. That's how they grow an organization. So patience and persistence, you know, eclipse the need for an abrupt end to negotiations. And yes, patience is essential here. Um, I suppose that's why we also have diplomats in reference to negotiations because diplomats by nature, you know, to be in that role have a lot of patience and persistence and also a shameless approach that they're not worried so much about their egos, they've got a job to do and that's, and thank God we've got them because at times, you know, we'd be at war daily. Um, so basically, very important to learn some of these skills. Now, I want to say this. Although I'm going to give you some examples, and I said the art of negotiation, um, this art and science specifically at times has what I would say is no rules. So what that means is you've got to know how to get in the flow and at times go with the flow and at times sort of get out of the flow. It's what I would call is understanding how to be form and also at times formlessness. And that's what I would call a paradox. 
Understanding that is essential, and I think that's an important part of wisdom. So let me share with you five steps to master the art of negotiation. Remember, there's many other steps to you know to incorporate, but let's keep it simple for today. First, you've got to know you know what your end game is. Why are you sitting there? What's the end result that you're looking for? What is it? Uh, you know, ha- specifically, have you come to that understanding? Because if you haven't, you're actually negotiating. You know, something that could go anywhere, and in the end, you won't know from a KPI point of view, is this what I actually wanted? So you've got to be very, very clear. And from an example of what that could look like is, okay, I want to um, go into this negotiation from potentially um, buying a product or a service that's going to actually help the business grow. So your end game there is get the business to grow. And of course, you work out your KPIs around that, what that actually looks like so you can measure it. And that will become your evidence then if this actually works as an end game. But so you gotta get clear. The second step is becoming familiar with the other party's values. Now, the interesting thing here is, a lot of what I would call is transactional negotiators don't care about any of that, okay? And remember, again, I'm an image maker. So it's not like I don't understand the concept of uh, manipulation from the point of view of image, perception management, okay, and putting out a face. The thing here is this, becoming familiar with the other party's values, and this is something, of course, you know, that I've always practiced, and my company has, and I encourage my team and clients to do, is coming from a relational perspective in the negotiations, okay? Of course, we all want to win. It's human nature. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to kill basically the egg uh, the the goose that lays the golden eggs okay that's just insane so i would say from our perspective understanding the other party's values you know what they represent from the point of view of uh, why they're there uh, what's important to them okay and this is all emotional stuff you know this is the stuff that you don't get to see on paper this is where your own emotional intelligence uh, your eq comes into play so you can get a bit of a sense you know, where they're coming from. And also, you might ask them also, what's really important for you in all of this? And, you know, the um, this particular question is what I would call is the unsaids. The unsaids that you want to get on onto the table, so at least it's off the table. So then you don't have to worry about that. Also, remember never to go into negotiation looking desperate. And what that means is, basically, you don't want to go in there looking like you need this. And without it, it's the end of the world. That's going to finish you off. Okay, that's not, you know, that's not going to get you the result that you're probably looking for as part of your end game. What that might get you is a compromise. Now, the problem with compromises is this: people do compromises every day of the week. Okay, the problem with compromises is, uh, and sometimes we do what we have to do because it's part of a longer game. But in reference to compromises, is eventually the compromise conversation because it hasn't been concluded to a resolution will always come back so the intention with a true true negotiation if you want to get a win 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 situation for all parties is to get a resolution and what does a win 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 situation mean well first of all uh, it's you get a win definitely negotiation it's a win for yourself 
Okay, that's what you're looking for. Anything else than that is all airy-fairy nonsense promoted to make you feel good. Okay, so you've got to get the win. The other side has to get the win 100%. Okay, otherwise you're not going to get a true win-win. You're going to get basically um, a compromise as opposed to resolution where I'm heading into. And the last win is the win in the relationship, that the relationship is solid. Now, it doesn't always have to be like that. In some negotiations, of course, where are typically transactional, you know, the triple win is not there. In other words, they both win, the relationship, you know, is a little bit unstable, but they don't really care in that situation because, of course, it was transactional, and as long as they got the deal done, everyone's happy. But I question that because if there is one party there, right, um, that didn't really get their satisfaction, including through their values, they, you know, they had to swallow some of their values to get this deal done. At times, I would say again, that was a compromise, not a true resolution. And finally, to conclude and implement, okay, this is essential as part of negotiation. So, so in all basically exercises like this, you know, it's about understanding the total picture. It's understanding again why you're going in there. What do you hope? to uh, attain as the end game, understanding the other side, what are they looking for? You know, can you actually deliver it? Uh, if you can't, that's where conversation comes in, more negotiation to see what is possible. And then obviously working out the process, how you're gonna get this complete result that we're all happy. Okay, so I'd like to share a story. Having been in business for over 35 years, I've been in many, many negotiation situations for ourselves and also as an advisor for our clients or even being part of the negotiation team. And I'm talking about dealing with cultures around the world, including in Korea, Japan, uh, China, uh, Brazil, Argentina, and of course, US and England from an Anglo-Saxon point of view, totally different to some of these other countries. And what I discovered is, look, all human beings, specifically, I believe, majority of human beings mean well. What they're looking for, you know, is obviously to get a result, and that's where the ego comes in. So understanding that, um, understanding that we all have egos, and at times, you know, depending who you're dealing with, some egos are bigger than others. But as I mentioned, a lot of negotiations were with people that were very transactional, did not care about the relationship, and others cared about the relationship. I've already shared with you, from my perspective, I do care about the relationship because I'm a relational type of guy. So what that was all about was learning some of that. In the early days, I had no idea, especially you know in my mid-20s, etc. I had no idea. So I had to learn of that. And how do you learn? By making some mistakes. And what do you do is, and by the way, also losing money. That's how you learn as well. You know, so, so the key here is, is go out there and give it a shot. Give it a shot. Go and, you know, go and try different ways because I've already said, if you're not willing to make mistakes, uh, if you haven't lost any money, if you haven't lost any deals, well, you'll never know because basically you really uh, have not probably learned how to negotiate well because every great negotiator also knows at times they're not going to always win because that's the way it is. But understanding that is really a paradoxical way of living that I support because it's not always, you know, follow these rules. And I've already mentioned about form and formlessness prior. 
It's about, you know, these are these are the guidelines. Okay, what do we do? We go in that situation, a bit like the art of war. Okay, we know the rules and regulations, but what do we do? And this is where a smart negotiator sort of will do what they have to do to create, in my case, uh, what I would promote, the triple win, 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 win. So that's the story for today. You know, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's such an important aspect of our lives. And at times, by the way, we think we're not good at it, but we've been negotiating since we were babies. Uh, and I'm sure you negotiated very well with mum and dad when you were a kid growing up, when you're asked, you know, uh, for favours to get that deal done. So please remember to contact me if you want to become more powerful in your business and, of course, personal journey. Just send me an email and we can have a chat. The email is on the description of the episode. Lastly, to help us help you, I kindly ask you to rate this episode on Apple Podcast. Once you've done that, just email us and we will send you an ebook, The Real World Guide to Authentic Personal Branding. By the way, over 80 pages. Thank you all. See you next time. And as always, have a great week. Cheers. John Michael's Personal Branding Masterclass podcast is sponsored by Image Group International a global team of practical, digitally savvy personal brand and image strategists based in Australia, committed to maximizing your impact, influence, and authority in the business world. To learn more and apply for your personal coaching, seminars, and group workshops, please visit imagegroup.com.au or call 1-800-631-311.